0: Uh, wanted to ask you something now that we finally got a chance because you know I have notes here that I wrote from the second of December. We've been waiting to get to this point where we could have this conversation, but before we jump into something I'm excited to talk about, um, you are a Gay Soap winner. Yes. And could you yeah. please give not only myself but perhaps the audience their, your personal review? Give us a full report. On your experience with the gay soap
1: all right so <clears throat> when i got the box my, my lady was the one who received the box and and she got it and had my name on it and she was said why does it why does the box smell like this what did you order and it had slipped my mind that the soap was coming in the mail and i was like genuinely surprised open it up uh unwrap the paper Two nice cold pressed bars I, I say cold pressed because these things are gonna last a while in the shower. Uh, I'm a avid goat soap user. I don't know if any of you guys have tried that stuff out but you get about maybe two weeks out of it before it erodes in the shower. It's kind of a softer soap.
0: Wow okay.
1: yeah yeah so'm I'm, I'm stoked for the longevity that it offers uh, the uh, what was the what was the brown one? Uh,
0: you know something <laughs> that <laughs> that was a grab bag. I know one of them was more, dare I say, feminine smelling, and one hey, that's was okay, a little bit more uh, masculine uh, smelling. But it was a grab bag because Todd, like I, you got to understand, when I go over to hang out with Todd, and um, a couple times angels come with me. Most of the time, it's my wife coming with me. Right? We go over there. Todd is an avid drinker. He enjoys a drink, and there's nothing wrong with that. And he's a great dude. You know, yeah, Greg, his husband, tolerates his, his bullshit. He's very, very – he's more conservative than any Republican you've ever met. Like, he hates Democrats. He hates liberals. He hates lefties. He's a big gun guy. Um, but when he gets on his drink, like, I can't get out of that house. And he starts handing me soap at, like, we don't know what it is. We don't know. He, I'm not given the flavor of the soap and he just he's <laughs> handing me piles of soap to take home. So when I put out the, um, the deliveries for um, the gay soap, I was like, you know, I'm not too sure what these flavors are. I'm going to try to mix and match. Maybe there's a special someone or maybe, hey, If you're a guy and you like to wash with a feminine soap, I'm not going to judge you. I don't have to smell you. I don't really care. It probably smells better than when you don't wash with any of the gay soap. Let's be fair.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's be fair. Do you want it to smell dainty or like rotten vinegar? (laughs) Take your pick. Take your pick. I'll go with dainty. Dainty for sure. Yes. I think
3: the brown brownish colored soap there there's an almond one and then there is a bourbon one or a whiskey so-
1: i think i think that would be that would be it okay yeah
0: okay well so you're now your lady got the box of soap and then now did you both you did you divvy up the soap? be like okay i'm gonna take this one you're gonna take this one or in most cases the lady is like i'm taking this one you're getting whatever i leave behind we all know how the game is played
1: she's uh she's an avid bath taker she's hardly in the shower like the the shower we have is is literally just like a little shoe closet that we tiled it 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 it, it, i mean that was the original plan before we got together Uh, she was in the process of building a home Uh, So I came along and she was like, well, you don't take baths, and we can't really, you know, had to do something about it. So, yeah, we turned her shoe closet into a small stand-in shower. Okay. She's she's hardly ever in the shower. I use a lot of the soaps. Um, I'm running around constantly all day. So if I start the day with a little bit of feminine smell, about 11 o'clock or so, it's gone. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's gone. I'm all musty by then.
0: Okay. And, and appropriately so. I mean, you know, a working person should have a little bit of musk. Some females like that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I, I, but at least you're starting off the day on the right foot. You know what I mean? You're not going in there, you know, without washing, you know, without using the soap of any kind, let alone my friend Todd's soap. So a full review, you enjoy the soap. The soap is I'm at a five stars. What do you give it?
1: Uh, well, nothing's perfect in life. So let's hit
2: it with a 4.8. 4.8 4.
0: I agree with you there is no solid perfect that's yeah. solid yeah 4.8 4.
2: welcome to the Use guys in that podcast where every episode is an extended commercial for Todd's gay soap <laughs> and Arby's please enjoy Arby's
0: <laughs> oh, dude shout out to Jaron on Twitter because he went to Arby's and he tagged our Twitter page <laughs> with his big bag of meats and he was like, you know, enjoying Arby's. Um, we live for that sort of positivity because as Christopher said, we always enjoy the Arby's. So um, now that we have you here, my friend, how are things in your neck of the woods of the Pacific Northwest?
1: Oh boy. Well, <laughs> the, the, the Portland area, like I kind of live out in the outskirts of Portland. I'm about 30 minute drive east. Uh, after I get off work, but I do deliveries in north and northeast Portland, and I, I can just tell that we're, they're pumping a lot of money into the streets to keep them clean. Uh, they're trying to push uh, homeless camps into uh, lower-income neighborhoods where the city's purchase plots of land, um, and so at the same time, the, the city council is saying, hey, we want to be social justice warriors. Um, on the flip side of the coin, they're pushing this drug-ridden homeless community we have into these lower-end neighborhoods, and it's just continues to de- decrease pro- property value. Uh, I think on the news today they said we've were at our 14th homicide uh, since since the years began. Wow. Uh, yeah, we've we're already surpassed. I think it's 200 reports of shootings in the. Mo- Loma County area, so uh-huh. it's it's aggressively getting worse. But the city's just like slapping band aids on cleanup crews to go around and walk the city all day and pick up trash and clean up graffiti, uh, help kind of get people off of the main sidewalks and stuff. It's yeah, it's it's not good.
0: Wow, that's I'm. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> You know, for a city with a reputation of being to the right slightly of perhaps Karl Marx, maybe a little bit closer, rubbing shoulders with Karl, you would expect uh, to see different results. You know what I mean? Actually, dare I say, living by the principles of what you believe in by taking care of the homeless and finding places for them to stay. You know what I mean? Especially with I'm sure that there is a sizable tax base to pull from in not only in oregon but i would wager in the city of portland um you would think that they would allocate some resources instead of like you say i mean putting window dressing you know but um as i live and breathe i am surprised every day by what a shithole this neighborhood is um, yeah so
1: i think i think willamette weekly did an article a while back that said in the last decade in Multnomah county we've spent about a billion dollars Worth of taxpayer money on trying to solve the homeless problem, trying to have equity for housing in the lower downtown area, and I've been in, I've been in Oregon since 2001, and there hasn't been a billion dollars worth of renovation or services opened up for mental health, drug rehab. We've gone in the opposite direction by you know, decriminalizing all drugs. I I think we all kind of have the same stance as Do what you want on your own time, just as long as it doesn't interfere with, you know, how I live my life. Mm-hmm. But when I have to step over somebody that's knotted out on the sidewalk to get into the building to do my deliveries, or I think the last time I was on, I told you guys I was assaulted by a dude who clearly had some mental health problems, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I, I personally haven't seen uh, the change over the last decade, and I right. think a lot of a lot of people that take a step and look back would have to
2: agree. That makes you wonder where they're spending all that money that they've stolen from their tax base.
1: Well, that, that so I work right across the street from the Oregon Department of Transportation. It's their southeast hub. Um, And so that's where they have a lot of their emergency respond vehicles Uh, and I noticed that two years ago they completely renovated their parking lot and put electrical charging stations in for. uh, electric you know machinery that's going to be used that they're the future of Oregon is, I mean all of our plows all of our uh, emergency response vehicles are apparently going to be electric but they've spent all this money on infrastructure years ago and it's like why why spend that money there why why allocate that money to just sit in the ground for years instead of using it on something that makes a change
0: well you know what i don't see any i don't see a trend that's going to be taking it the other way to be frank with you again i don't live there but just based on your observation and of course what's readily available you know especially when the, the a lot of national again these sorts of things have been happening for a while, like uh, what's the I can't pronounce the guy's name who wrote Fight Club, but I have a book of his that's on the used guy's shelf over there that he wrote about, you know, observations while being in Portland because he's from there, if I'm not mistaken. And there was fuckery long ago, just not to the extent, especially with, you know, drug use and Christopher No uh, and I know about that because we read Sam Quinonez's book about the jalisco uh black tar heroin trade that made its way up to that part of the country uh after the explosion of uh, of opioid uh addiction so we you know we were, were familiar with the fact that a lot of people were using you know I quote needle drugs you know even going into the early 90s all obviously all the way to now but for a city you know the, just the idea of you stepping over someone or being assaulted why like this stuff shouldn't happen and of course i'm not advocating for <laughs> you know the police or any of that crap to get involved but at the same time it's like what are we doing here you know we have a serious like i'm i just i'm i'm still shocked that there's not more of a community response from the people that you know are in charge who definitely don't agree with a lot of our principles um even though we do have some you know things that are in common mutually like for example the decrim, like you mentioned already decriminalization of all drugs You know, that's fine, but also address the issues that you have. I think when you couple and I see this in the city of Akron, and I know that Angel has seen this as well. And those of us who worked in the city, even just passing through uh, when you couple heavy drug use with mental health issues, that is a seriously deadly combination to be confronted with at any point in time. I mean, hell, remember you guys remember when meth was a big deal? and you, you heard stories of dudes that or you know, anybody that was just fucking high as giraffe pussy on meth and was unstoppable like a fucking Terminator like you cannot put them down it doesn't matter if you break anything it doesn't matter it, it, no matter what these people would still come at you because the drug just completely desensitizes them to any kind of pain so it's a serious issue but I'm glad you know you're, you're dodging you're, you, know, you know hopefully continue like you know not literal bullets but uh You know, I I just hope that you continue to remain as safe as possible because that doesn't sound fun. Nobody should have to put up with that crap when they're going to work. I mean, it's terrible. But let's let's shift to an interesting topic that I've been really looking forward to. Like I said, I have I've I wrote notes a while ago, and we're gonna talk about a couple of things. When it comes to recycling, and we're also going to talk about plastics. But first of all, Riley's gonna give us a little insight into what kind of racket recycling is because i am sure this came from a rant i had at some point in time riley i can't remember cuz i talk a lot of shit all the time and i can't keep track so if you would care to dive in here and tell us about what's going on in the recycling business as it were
1: yeah so <clears throat> it was about 3 years ago i started working for a company i remain nameless cuz i don't know if my boss would be cool with with uh, the the content that we talk about and sure. such um i I will say though I've had people call in uh people who've seen my instagram posts Facebook posts found out where I've worked called my boss asked demanded that I be fired and him pretty much say hey we're we're kind of open to people's opinions and that's kind of what America's based about sure uh, so he's he's kept me on he's a pretty cool dude but Anyways, we are the, uh, the Amazon of cannabis business supplies. So in the state of Oregon, a dispensary has to have childproof packaging. They have to have compliance labels, all sorts of shit that suburban moms complained about if we were going to have a recreational marijuana program. <laughs> <laughs> so I get hooked up working for this company and at the time my boss Uh, was trying to recollect these containers that he distributed. Um, They're number five polypropylene. They're little pop-top containers. Uh, They range in sizes. You can fit a gram of flour all the way up to an ounce of flour into them. Um, And at the time, uh, when we were collecting them, we would drop them off down at a company called Cascade Bailing, and they would make 1,000-pound bales that were... You know, like you guys know, put on barges, sent over to China, yep. they would reprocess the material, make shit out of it, and then sell it right back into the U.S. economy. Um, so when China finally shut their doors to, um, you know, domestic plastics coming in, uh, we didn't want to tell our customers because we we had about 100 collection bins um, and 100 dispensaries in the state. And we didn't want to pull that away from them because it's been a great marketing tool to use. We haven't had to spend a whole lot on marketing by being able to provide this recycling service we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to partner up with a local company that reprocesses plastic down to its you know, raw form and then repelletizes it. Okay. So it can, it can go back into the injection mold market, and more containers, uh, spatulas, whatever can be made. Um, so he kind of put me in charge of of making building these relationships with uh, these processors and trying to find somebody to make our own container for us, and kind of really gave me the reins on this project. And that's that's when I really headed down the rabbit hole of what recycling is um, you know the misnomers behind it um, how much money gets made by our waste management departments uh, versus how much actually gets recycled uh, we're getting swindled <laughs> heavily uh, I, I think it's about 70% of everything you throw in your mixed recycling bin just winds up right in the landfill, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, you know, the smallest amount of food product on a, a clear clamshell container is considered a contaminant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's it, it's been kind of a hard thing to, to grasp because a lot of these laws for recycling were made 30 or 40 years ago, and they haven't really been updated. Um, You know, recycling took off on a a larger scale back in the 80s across the United States as far as mixed recycling bins. And in my personal opinion, that's kind of when recycling lost its touch. I don't know if you guys ever had to, when you're kids, you're a little bit older than me, but you may have had to separate your recyclables by number and have your own separate bags. And then you might've had to take a car ride down with your folks and drop them off at the local recycling plant. And back then about 90% of the stuff that was being dropped off was clean enough. It had labels removed. People took the time to wash out their milk jugs and shit like that and get the stuff actually recycled. But as soon as this idea that we can have one bin and we can throw a conglomerate of stuff in there and expect, you know, to get it all sorted out and have good <clears throat> a good uh, outcome was just, it was a pipe dream. Uh, we all got sold on the convenience idea, throw everything in this bin, and at the same time, we didn't have the infrastructure set up to sort through that stuff.
0: Well, that's that, it's incredibly tragic to hear that 70% of what John Q Public and Jane Q Public are throwing into the recycle bin, thinking that they're doing the right thing, perhaps motivated to do the right thing, at least in their mind, um, is not panning out what, to, you know, and there's general ignorance, I would say, on this issue. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I have some notes here that we can all go through together, which are quite interesting when it comes to plastics. Now, I understand that's 2022, the majority of uh, you know, what my keyboard, my mouse, the microphone, uh, components, bezels for my computer, all of that stuff is made from plastic. A lot of crap in your car is mostly plastic. I understand also that plastic in a lot of ways has saved lives as far as you know, components for medical gear. You know, has that's that's a huge deal. Like, there's there's definitely a good side and there's definitely a very not so good side. So let's take a look at this. Now, from what my research has provided, most plastics can be recycled. However, plastic items including different layers of plastic, different, you know, it's you know the difference to separate what makes the the process of recycling more costly and difficult. So. Like when I worked and when I when I was a and when I worked in the rubber industry and I worked on a on a band and I had to mix rubber for making several different kinds of components for like the auto industry. Uh there was like just for an example, there was like Bromobutyl or Halo Butyl. These are different a chemist comes up with this stuff and you know, there's synthetic added additives to natural because natural most of what you get, what you think you're getting rubber, you're not. You're getting synthetics, right? So there's these different kind of mixes that you had to put together to make the product. So think about plastic in the same way. Not all, remember the whole what you know the, the big the big uh, hoo ha over uh, was it bisphenol A, which was shown to uh, have was it put high amounts of estrogen into the bloodstream of of children. Causing kids to what they started menstruating like way early and developing way too early because of these heightened levels of estrogen from bisphenol A. Just an just an example. So food, like Riley said, can halt the process, contaminating resins enough to keep them from being recycled. Boom, you chuck it into the landfill. It's not making it to the recycling facility, right? You need high amounts of plastic in order to make a recycling. Uh, plant profitable. So we're talking tons and tons. You know, it's that's
1: that's, that's true. We we at the at right now market value. We get paid thirty six cents per pound on number five polypropylene because that's the the majority of the containers in our market are made of that. um So yeah, you we we are losing or we're shouldn't say lose we invest about $4,000 a month into this recycling department mm-hmm. and in in turn we use that to to market on the front end and it pans out pretty well but if you were just a sole recycler then yes you're you're talking tens of thousands of pounds a month to turn a profit the machinery's not
0: cheap i can imagine So the most widely recycled plastic is PET, which stands for polyethylene uh, tie for I'm not a chemist. I'm not pronouncing that. It's PET Uh, fairly. I'm not a chemist (laughs) fairly. And and nobody I know is one either. Before I hear that, Jay, actually, it is shut up. I know what you do for a living. You're not a chemist. I'm I'm not talking to you, Riley. I'm talking to everyone. Uh, fairly easy to recycle. Seven point five million tons were recycled in 2011, made into fashion items and carpets. So okay, that's a pretty that's that's a lot of weight, right? Seven point five million tons. I didn't exactly look up how many tons of this specific kind of plastic ends up, you know, in the water, but whatever. Uh, number two is HDPE. Uh, the U.S. recycle rate is 30 percent, so we're playing into that. That number that we had discussed earlier, right, seventy percent, relatively goes into the landfill. So think of detergents and motor oils, household cleaners, film packaging uh, can be pigment can be pigmented or non-pigmented. Okay. Number three, everybody's heard of this bad boy PVC, right? Polyvinyl chloride, not recyclable uh, in uh, normal collections. So that right into the trash, right into your um, your local landfill number four is ldpe low density polythene polythene theline grocery store bags so this is my favorite one to talk about because i know that i'm the old man on the show old person excuse me boss um i'm the old person on the show because i have a lot of gray in my beard um, I still have my hair though, so that's a plus. It's a huge plus. Believe me, the wife loves it. She's, she's very happy with that. When the hair goes, I'm probably gonna be single, but that's okay. Um, i nothing I could do about that. Nature's gonna I'm I'm not buying hymns or keeps or any of that shit that I see.
2: Fucking just, Instagram. Uh, just just do some hair plugs like from your pubes to your head.
0: Dude, you know what I'm gonna do? Actually, I've thought about this. No joke. I'm going to get the most obnoxious fucking afro you've ever seen. I mean <laughs> seriously with a pick and everything and i'm gonna hey, tilt yeah. it to the, i'm gonna tilt it to the side so that everybody know everybody's gonna be like dude's wearing a piece and i am be like yeah and it's fucking hot right you like it don't you um so that's my plan so remember the the bags when we were kid when we were youngins um most of the bags were what they were made of paper okay paper paper comes from the tweez and the tweez are renewable right okay <laughs> There's wood pulp and all that shit. Speaking of recycling, a lot we can do with that, right? And so and It's a renewable resource, it's biodegradable, and it's it's plastic is technically natural because it comes from petroleum, but we know what we mean by natural, right? We're talking about biodegradability. We're talking about returning it to the mother earth in a reasonable amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So Actually, it, Jay, 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 uh, let me let me stop you real quick. So on. bio but biodegradability and and compostable uh, biodegrade they make plastics that will biodegrade but that just means that we're going to get it back into its smallest form yeah. in the short, shortest relative time frame when we should be focusing on compostable turning these materials back into the in-earth materials they were made from and that's just a I'm I hate sorry to cut you off but that's just a common misconception that people want to talk about is we need to shoot for a biodegradable well not necessarily because that just means creating more microplastics faster
0: oh that's excellent I'm I'm glad that you pointed that out because that would have never occurred to me you're absolutely right that compostability I'm going to make sure that I insert that into my vocabulary more often because there is a distinct difference between those two things right because styrofoam will biodegrade it's just what the amount of the amount of time between the creation of the product and the final, I guess destruction or right. know, the, the degradation of the product, whatever
1: the the, fi- the final molecular level that it's going to break down to, which they're saying now that that they're finding some fish species to carry these polymers in their meat, and that's not detectable by the FDA, and they're not going to tell you anyways. So you we're going to consume these meats. You know, I like tilapia. I don't necessarily get everything right out of the backyard all the time. I love swinging by the local Myers and picking up a, a filet. But I don't want to, you know, we should, we should think about that when we purchase and consume those products and the things that we buy.
0: 100%. And I'm glad that you brought that up because we are going to talk about something um, directly uh, related to what you just brought up with the food supply. Um, so let's let me get through this here. So grocery bags, they made a big deal out of it, right? They were like, we need to get rid of these uh, paper ones, save the trees. We're gonna go with plastic. Well, plastic is a serious fucking problem. Plastic, uh, uh, grocery bags, no good, not good at all. They they created a monster with that son of a bitch. Lately, I've seen some recycling bins, like hoppers that you can throw like your collection. You know how when you go shopping and you get all your stupid goddamn plastic bags if you don't have renew like Plastic ones that are, you know, thicker that you bought from the store that are, you know, reusable, which is a better option. Let's not, you know, pick peanuts out of shit here. That's definitely better than getting the <laughs> store, you know, produced, mass-produced plastic bags. But it's still, unless it's made out of canvas and fucking beeswax, it's probably plastic. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Of course, I'm going to have some fucking one-upper is going to be like, well, actually, shut the fuck up, okay? In statistics, you're calling outlier, Okay. The where everybody else in this line is all lining up with what the fuck I just said. So please, you know, shut
2: the like fuck. Like nobody, up. nobody else is interested in picking peanuts out of shit, buddy. Or, yeah. So you, you can keep being a shit sifter all you want.
0: <laughs> Did that ever bother anybody with the chocolate payday? You know what I mean. It's lo- it does look like a nutty turd. Let's be honest here. Let's let's be very honest.
3: I don't think I've had had uh, the chocolate payday,
0: dude. It's like the baby Ruth. You look at you're like you know, <laughs> it's it's kind of close here. You know, there's no dick Vane going through it like a Snickers. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a straight It's it's a turd looking candy. It's delicious. You
3: describe candy very strangely.
2: That is that's not my term.
3: <laughs> dick Vane right? not... Dick vein Snickers bar.
2: As- <laughs> <laughs> <I get> it.
3: <laughs> it's the new
2: Dick Vane Snickers. <laughs> It's true. I'm ruined now. (laughs) You're right. Like, I'll never be able to eat a Snickers without thinking about thick, juicy cock ever again. And I love a Snickers. who doesn't
3: it's delicious who doesn't
2: i have no fucking shame
0: it could be shaped like a fucking huge cock i'm eating it i don't care you can go fuck yourself that's what that's as long
2: as they don't change the formula for taste it's all good Uh, yeah
0: i'm I'm an easy out baby what are you talking about Uh... so when it comes to these bags they can be recycled but apparently they have a tendency to get tangled in recycling machinery so now you're talking about do we want to actually get these bags in here that could potentially slow down The process costs us money, costs us repairs. It all comes down to the bottom line, right? I mean, that's what we're dealing with here when you're talking about business. And, of course, uh, number five is polypropylene. One to three percent is recycled. Takes 20 to 30 years to decompose, and it's used for industrial applications. Now, transitioning to one of my favorite things to talk about, and those of you that like fish, I'm a fan of the fish. I like salmon. I do like a filet of sole. And of course seafood everybody you know, we like scrimps we do like the scrimp scrimp is good fried uh, sauteed however you like it we'll bring it here um, but I, I do like fish i we ryan and i talked about salmon like i'm i really got into it i really enjoy it it's a real tasty fish um but this is a problem especially now here's the thing too you guys remember the fukushima nonsense that happened where, these mm-hmm. pe- where this shit's still... I think it's still leaking into the ocean.
3: Probably. Because I
0: don't think they did anything about it. I don't think so. Yes, the ocean can absorb quite a lot of shit, right? It's massive. We get it. We really shouldn't be putting anything into it. What we really ought to be focused on... Riley brought this up, and I'm glad that he did because I had notes on this. We've talked about it before on this show, and it's called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Okay also known as the pacific trash vortex okay it is a garbage patch of marine debris particles in the central north pacific ocean we give you the location 135 degrees west to 155 degrees west and 35 degrees north to 42 degrees north the collection of plastic and floating trash originates from the pacific rim including countries in asia north america and south america the area is divided in two the eastern garbage patch that's America's patch No, I don't know I don't think we claimed it yet because we can't <laughs> we can't we're not, we're not putting a flag on it unless we could fucking use it. Um, <laughs>
1: Dude, if the if the oceans ever rose enough and every like humanity was fucked and we do like a water world scenario <laughs> you'd have somebody you'd have you'd have some guy out there like mending together this big garbage patch to make his own Island and have his one single little tomato plant. Right. Re-
0: recycling I, the pee into drinking water. I was,
2: I was just getting ready to say for the record, I am not pissing into a Mr. Coffee and then filtering it and drinking it. I am not doing that. You know, ironically, ironically enough. I just watched water world. Like, I mean, I've watched it before obviously but like watched it again because it was on netflix like just about a month ago
0: didn't get good reviews when we were kids man a lot of people had a lot of nasty things to say it's not my cup of tea believe me but um yeah that, that was uh kevin costner that one and then what's the other one he did that was absolutely atrocious i think it's the mailman The Postman. The Postman. That's Mm -hmm. what it was. God, that was insufferable.
3: I never watched it. It was like
0: four hours long, and it was fucking stupid and it was terrible. Mm -hmm. And and nobody liked it. He should have quit after he made JFK, which is the greatest, uh the greatest documentary in the history of the JFK assassination conspiracy theory. Thank you, Oliver Stone. Well, it's not documentary, Jay. Fuck you. Yes, it is. Um did you guys like dancing with wolves? That one I did like.
3: Yeah, that was a good movie. That
0: one was epically tragic at the end. That it it, it's that one's a tough watch. It really is. Um, I'm trying to think, like, tough watches. We've already discussed on this show how I can't even watch, like, we're, we already talked about The Hobbit, the Battle of the Five Armies where Thorin dies on the ice. I can't watch that without, like, having to think about, like, maggots covering steak, because otherwise I'll fucking cry like a bitch, because mm-hmm. that's a tough one. Um, Dances with Wolves is a tough out. That dude, I fucking hate Tom Cruise, but The Last Samurai is a damn good movie. Holy fucking shit. That ending is incredibly powerful. The director, everything, the scenery, all the, the movie is, in my opinion, it's one of the best films I've ever seen. That one is a real tough one. It's a tough finish. It's a tough finish, that film. Um as far as like emotional, like tough watches, as far as like these are real shit movies. I, I would have to throw Waterworld. <laughs> probably at the bottom of the list. It's definitely not the top. Definitely, definitely not the top. Um, we'd have to cover that on another one. Maybe we'll do that for the Patreon. By the way, you should subscribe to Patreon. Uh, I'd like to thank okay, Lexi for signing up. I'd like to thank Elliot for signing up and Valerie for signing up. So we got some new patrons. Thank you very much for doing that. Check out the Patreon. Subscribe. We're going to put some new shit on there. But I'll Maybe we'll talk about the movie. I don't know, but we're going to talk Thank about you,
3: Valerie for the gummy bears.
0: Yeah. And she gave Angel gummy bears because last time that uh, <laughs> you're going to get a kick out of this. So like I was freaking out because Christopher had this like five pound gummy bear in his hand and he's just destroying its ear. And I'm like, we're about to record a show. I'm like, what are you trying to prove over there, dude? <laughs> like you're going to be fucked. I thought that they were fun bears. No, these are regular gummy bears. So like, I had anxiety for a minute. I'm like, my friend Chris is going to be in a fucking hole here in about 15 minutes. Like, he's going to be gone. No, not that kind of bear. It's the diabetic bear.
2: I (laughs) took the words right out of my mouth, man. I was just getting ready to say, like, you don't get stoned. You just get diabetes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you turn into Wilfred Brimley.
0: Either way, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. That's a shame. Diabetes. Diabetes. Um, Diabetes. So (laughs) when it comes to garbage... Despite the common public perception of the patch existing as giant islands of floating garbage, its low density, four particles per cubic meter, whatever the fuck a meter is, prevents detection by satellite imagery or even by casual boaters or divers in the area. This is because the patch is a widely dispersed area consisting primarily of suspended fingernail-sized or smaller, often microscopic particles in the upper water column known as microplastics. This is where we're getting at it, right, guys? Where a microplastic is going to end up? Eaten by the fucking fish. Mm-hmm. This is a problem. It's going to be on your dinner table or it already has been on your dinner table. There's some sad images. I don't know if um if Riley's seen them where they found birds that have consumed and died as a result of eating
3: plastic I, particles. I was going to say, the in that uh, documentary or whatever, there is a section where they show a, a dissected bird and it had like a bunch supposedly a bunch of like plastic fish netting and other stuff in its stomach there's no way like that bird ate all of that do you know what i'm saying to you like it doesn't make any sense i mean it's possible i just feel like that part was a little bit staged i'm sure it happens but i don't think at that level there was so much in there that it didn't make sense
1: angel you're right birds aren't birds are way smarter than we give them credit for i have a a bunch of chickens, and if something's moldy or if something's rotten or no good, they'll turn their nose up at it. They're very precise. I think birds that are undomesticated in the wild are even more in tune with their senses. So I've seen images like that too, and my same thought was like, there's no way that the, the entire stomach is going to be full of plastic, and there's not going to be <clears throat> a single little minnow in there or some other food source that you see all you see is plastic
0: mm-hmm. do you think uh, just, that
1: that that bro. might just be for like shock and awe
0: that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say to you do you think that's more for propaganda purposes as opposed to being accurate they're trying to get the reaction they got out of me by saying Jesus Christ what a way to fucking go you know what I mean um yeah yeah you, you never underestimate the agenda of the photographer I guess I don't know um Researchers from the Ocean Cleanup Project uh, claim that the patch covers 1.6 million square kilometers. Again, whatever. Uh, Some of the plastic in the patch is over 50 years old, includes items and fragments of items, such as plastic lighters, toothbrushes, water bottles, pens, baby bottles, cell phones, plastic bags, and nurdles. I don't know what a nurdle is. I underlined it because I have no fucking idea what a nurdle is n-u-r-d-l-e-s nurdles nurdles ladies and gentlemen um the small fibers of wood pulp found throughout the patch are believed to originate from thousands of tons of toilet paper flushed into the ocean's daily Fucking hell
3: oh. uh. it says uh, a nurdle is a silly word for a product with not so silly effects nurdles are small pellets that are the first step in the process of making any plastic thing your plastic containers bags and bottles we're all once nurdles.
1: And okay. it, also, it, it also says that in the smallest form nurdles were commonly used in toothpaste as the abrasive. So oh, I
3: think oh, oh, oh. I think
1: that I think that's been banned now. I don't yes. think they're allowed to use that, but that was the the other little part of this.
2: Isn't there but also very like, commonly used? Isn't, isn't there also like microplastics and a lot of like cheap shampoos and stuff too
0: i'm not aware can you look that up angel micro microplastics and shampoo or maybe in daily consumable products because i know i know for a fact that they were in toothpaste 100 which i mean (laughs) how much do you have in here
1: if if you're if you're like taking clothes out of your dryer and you have some you know whatever poly made shirt in there and you you go to your uh your lint filter and you take your lint filter out, and you get this little plume of dust that comes up. Yeah, a lot of that's cotton and other material, but how much of that's microplastic that you breathe in directly?
0: That's a great point, dude. You know, that's so amazing.
1: it's it's everywhere in your life. It's not just stuff you consume, but the air you breathe, common household things that you do. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: That is crazy how much it's uh it's infiltrated our lives. Like truly. yeah, it,
3: it's in a lot of different things: cosmetics, uh, shampoos. Um, obviously furniture um yeah clothing um basically everything
0: fuck but great that's more bad news on this show we have nothing but bad news and fart and dick jokes that's fine (laughs) But, but
1: can you imagine the time like when plastic was invented they said hey we have all this extra hydrocarbon waste from our uh fractional distillation we don't know what to do with it and then some chemist is messing around in the lab and says, "Hey, I can align these polymer chains in the right order, and if we do it at this temperature, we just created plastic." And how how mind blowing was that back in the day? Tupperware and all this stuff in the '60s that people lost their shit about. Mm-hmm. That you know, you fast forward 80 years and we're, or, or 60 years and we're like, "All right, guys, this is getting out of hand." Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: rapidly out of hand but it was seen as a miracle product i mean i remember in 2008 there's was a i don't know if the lady's still there that works at the place that christopher and i used to work at together she's lost a lot of teeth she works in the receiving department she's a religious fanatic on top of everything else just not, not an avid toothbrusher um but uh, she she yelled at me once when i was heating up lunch in a plastic container and it stuck with me because she's like hey listen i never expected this to come like science to come out of her mouth but it did and she's like you know that when you heat that up you heat the plastic up and it changes the composition of your food and i'm like looking at her i'm like i never expected you to say anything like that wow (laughs) okay yeah no problem then she yelled at me for putting my water bottle because christopher and i know where we worked it got higher like hotter than the devil's taint in that fucking place in the summertime. I mean, Jesus Christ, did it get hot. So everybody's like trying to cool off any way they can. So I would just shove a huge water bottle in there. Well, 5 minutes outside of the fucking uh the freezer, it's so goddamn hot. You have yourself a nice icy treat. She yelled at me for that too. Not put don't put plastic anything in the freezer and then and then drink it because, you know, the the plastic is getting into your you know, into your beverage and I'm like Okay, lady. All right, fine. I'll just put ice in it. There, let's get the ice machine. That's fine. So it's um it's in everything. What else do we have here? So let's let's continue with this toilet paper. It's probably in called... your
3: lungs too because they get it gets in the air and they're airborne.
0: Jesus Christ! There's no getting out of this one. No, That's you're what's fine. killing everybody. Um, research indicates the pa- the patch is rapidly accumulating. The patch is believed to have increased tenfold each decade since 1945 estimates to be double the size of texas the area contains more than 3 million tons of plastic it contains approximately 6 pounds of plastic uh for every pound that's produced i guess so yeah more good news so and what keeps it going are these gyres that that it's the you know the that have the rotation of the the water because everybody not everybody knows but there's practically rivers inside of oceans, right? That's how you have your currents that push the water in a certain direction. Well, it
3: also helps with the jet stream.
0: It also okay. There you go. So that's what kind of traps it there. So this is just accumulating all this this plastic garbage. And yes, as much as the media tries to make it sound like our Chinese communist allies over there who're such wonderful people. By the mm-hmm. way, I looked at the map the other day. Taiwan still exists. So if you're listening to this show. It's almost like a time capsule. Ukraine and Taiwan are two different countries right now. Next week, we don't know. We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Um, So Alaska-based researchers in 1988 who measured the uh, plastic in the North Pacific Ocean, researchers found relatively high concentrations of marine debris accumulating in in regions uh, governed by ocean currents. Extrapolating from their findings in the Sea of Japan, researchers hypothesized that similar conditions would occur in other parts of the Pacific, while prevailing currents were favorable to the creation of relatively stable waters, they specifically indicated in the North Pacific iron. Um, so this one, the junk raft uh, project was a 2008 trans Pacific sailing voyage made to highlight the plastic in the patch organized by the Al- Algalita Marine Research Foundation. In 2009 two project vessels from project uh Cassei and ocean voyages institute the new horizon and Casse marked on a void embarked excuse me on a voyage to research the patch and determine the feasibility of commercial scale collection and recycling the scripps institute of oceanography's 2009 cplex expedition um funded by ocean voyages and Project i also researched the patch researchers were looking at the impact of plastics on fish such as lantern fish okay in 2010 o- ocean voyages institute conducted a 30-day expedition which continued uh, the science from the 2009 expedition and tested prototype cleanup devices in july and august of 2012 o- ocean voyages institute conducted a voyage from san francisco to the eastern limits of the northern pacific garbage patch and then made a return voyage which also visited the guyer the focus on this expedition was surveying the extent of tsunami debris from the Japanese earthquake tsunami okay and this is the interesting part so 2000 this is all fucking interesting what am I talking about I'm having a great time if you're not that's your fucking problem uh, in 2015 a study published in the journal science sought to discover where exactly all this garbage is coming from dun, dun, dun according to the researchers the discarded plastics and other debris i know it's debris stop it floats eastward out of countries in asia from six primary offenders the people's republic of china indonesia that's communist china by the way you fucks), the philippines vietnam sri lanka and thailand in fact the ocean conservancy reported that china indonesia philippines and thailand and vietnam dump more plastic in the sea than all other countries combined how about that how interesting
3: do you think it's because uh there's so many hoarders in the united states and they just keep <laughs> the plastic Jesus. bottles i wasn't expecting that
0: uh,
1: i think I, said- I think we gotta look at po- population as the multiplier
0: well yeah and that plays right into what riley See, that's, says that's
3: a smart answer <laughs> it is a smart answer because
0: this this actually def- uh, backs up what he says china alone is responsible for 30 percent of worldwide plastic ocean pollutions so that right there the most populous country on the planet i don't even think India has passed them yet i know it's probably getting close but um the most populous nation on the planet is producing 30 percent of those plastic. those two ocean countries
3: kind of scare me like I I know that there's beautiful things there and I I would love to visit obviously like I know I can't because there's it's a shithole right like but they scare me because the amount of people and. Like the amount of like poverty and and like you know people that are wealthy and then there's like that gap and then. You see all like when you ever you watch videos, you know, of China or whatever, you see all those people, and it just it terrifies me that there's so many people in one spot.
0: I think China is a shithole in general, not because of the fact that they're destroying our oceans and our atmosphere, but because of the uh, morose motherfuckers that run that fucking place. Because yeah. I agree with you, there is serious, awesome history to look at in that country amazing stuff and i'm not just talking about the great wall of china dot cuz i'm i'm the guy who find the other cool shit to go to while all the tourists get trapped on that son of a bitch i'm going to go but i my mother went to Beige, beijing in 2007 and uh my mother came back and of course at the time i was a rabid anti-communist um <laughs> i mean i kind of still am but um but at the time i was like you know mom Your telephone call is going to be monitored when you know you call me and uh you know you got to be careful what you say and they don't have religious freedom there for people my mother comes back and she's like oh you don't know what you're talking about they have a beautiful catholic church right there downtown in beijing and people are allowed to go in and out of there and i literally looked at her And I was like, "Ma, you got to be fucking kidding me. You really believe that shit? It's a propaganda church for people like you to go home and tell me that you fucking saw it and everything's okay. That's not what's really happening. They have one in North Korea too. They have a church right in Pyongyang where like they have actors sing psalms and they don't have like a real priest at this place. They don't have like communion or whatever. Like it's a total farce. But, like, I I mean, I agree. It would be great to see some of these places. India, too, would be pretty cool to go to. It's just the traffic scares the fucking shit yeah, out of me. that's what
3: I mean. Like, I watch like these videos. Like, there's no, I mean, maybe there are in some areas, but it doesn't seem like there's any, you know, traffic lights. Or like, people are just, it just seems chaotic to me, and I get really nervous. I feel very nervous when I watch videos on India or China, and you see everything that's happening. It's a lot of people.
0: That, yeah. that to be fair it's a lot of people so in 2018 a study found that at least 46 percent of the garbage patch is composed of fishing nets so that's exciting okay fishing nets now while microplastics make up 94 percent of the estimated one point trillion plastic one point trillion plastic pieces they amount to only eight percent of the seventy nine thousand metric tons of plastic there with most of the rest coming from fishing the fishing industry a 2017 study concluded that of the 9.1 billion tons of plastic produced in 1950 close to 7 billion tons are no longer in use okay the authors estimate that 9% was recycled 12% was incinerated and the remaining 5.5 billion tons are in the oceans and in land. Uh, let's see here 270,000 square miles about the size of Texas is what we're talking about here. Uh, 5.8 million square miles about the size of Russia that's the range of the size of the great Pacific garbage patch that we're talking about, so what is. let's talk about solutions apart from banning plastic because that's going to be impossible it's literally in everything i'm literally talking into a piece of plastic right now. (laughs) So there's nothing I could do about that the headphones I use the goddamn pen that I have um what what is the long-term solution in your opinion what is something forget about on a grand scale because I don't expect governments these nonprofits, I do I do think that they they do their best to try to clean stuff up I I know a lot of people take it seriously not to get like uh, virtue signaling points on social media they do care I firmly believe that I think um there's a much larger podcast I had a green anarchist on whom I've tried to find and I guess he's literally You know totally you know gotten into it because you have to either write him a letter or send smoke signals or (laughs) a fucking telegram because this dude can't be found like i tried he's gone no social media fucking anything but on an individual level what is what are some solutions that you think people ought to consider doing if they're going to try to make an impact at least in their own personal lives saying hey i tried to do my bit tried to do my part
1: uh honestly holding distributors accountable um trying to incentivize some sort of recycling program so back in uh 1984-85 we had a governor named tom mccall and he was out on a hike one day and he noticed in the deep in the woods how many uh beer cans and stuff there was just laying along the trail and he said there has to be a way to incentivize people to start recollecting this stuff and so that's when the uh bottle deposit idea was first mm. thought thought of and enacted that happened here in 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 oregon and kind of followed suit throughout the rest of the united states but it really has incentivized people to clean up after their self, after themselves uh, i know on the front end it would hurt to get taxed on like you know say you buy a bottle of shampoo and there's a little three cent deposit on it and you know, on your, your recycling account, you'll get that three cents back if you take your bottle in. It kind of holds the consumer accountable. Um, on, on our end, uh, from what we do, we kind of listened to all these dispensaries and the feedback they were getting from their customers. And they said, it's such a damn shame that we have recreational marijuana that's creating such a waste stream in Oregon. And so we decided as a distributor, let's hold ourselves accountable. Let's create an option for people to bring back their plastics. Let's design it in a way that, um, you know, we don't charge a subscription fee. Uh, as long as you put in month to month orders through our company, we provide the recycling service at no extra charge. And so in turn, uh, that- that store can use it as a marketing tool to say, you know, we were partnered with the local recycler, yeah. yada yada yada. I I think <clears throat> we need more examples of uh, positive capitalism. Uh, capitalism, in my opinion, is a is a great thing. It's the the driver of uh, uh, innovation. Mm-hmm. So let's innovate. Let's actually re. Like I told you guys, we don't lose the money. We're investing it. We invest four thousand, and we get a, you know, a ten x return by the end of the month. Just just based off the marketing behind it. So there's not all it's not too much to ask for. It's really finding the right people that want to uh, put their money where their mouth is and say, I'm willing to take a chance. I'm willing to look at the smaller examples. Um, You know the the government really doesn't want to help us out the state government doesn't want to help us out we've filed for three grants and been uh, denied each time. (sighs) Jesus just just saying that our what we do we don't we don't have a big enough impact well at the same time they're willing to give out $500,000 a year to a a. it's a tree trimming company, tree removal company, and all they're doing is picking up limbs and tree branches on city property and taking it to a a, a compost facility. You know, they get five hundred thousand dollars a year to go pick up branches, and we're really bending over backwards to collect. We we do three thousand pounds of polypropylene a month. Now, if my if the camera was on, I would show you the average size of one of these containers. It, it's very small. And to get 3,000 pounds, we have to take in a lot of material. Uh, so we actually were doing something positive. Um, I'm really fortunate for the boss that I have who kind of decided, you know, we could make that extra four grand a month in profit. Or we can let the money roll and, and create something cool. And now, as far as I know, we're the only cannabis packaging distribution company in the United States that's actively recollecting what we distribute and, and processing it to see a second life. Um, so we don't exactly have to get plastic eliminated from our lives. We have to get off the, de- the dependency of virgin materials Um, if there's 70% of plastics that wind up in the landfill, that's a a gold mine for the company that innovates a way to take, to, to successfully reprocess that, to use stuff that's already been made to Mm -hmm. recirculate these plastics. We have all, we have a war chest of supplies, but we don't have the tools to do anything with it.
0: So what you're saying here is that, um, where there's, uh, there's profit to be made, perhaps there could be some innovation or at least some investment by some of these Man. companies. And, you know, profit's a great motivation. I mean, why not? And that's a hell of a thing to tout your particular employer, who's to be the only, as far as you know, the only one in the country that does this. I think, it's, um, I think it speaks volumes. I think that's amazing. I think it's very cool. And I hope that more of them, because you want to talk, I mean, because that's a hell of a thing to say to your customers too. Like, oh, by the way, you know, if you know, if you're really concerned about carbon footprint and you know, more waste and more plastic and the shit that you're going to end up putting in your trap, uh, we're doing our part to minimize, you know, at least our impact. So, yeah, that's
1: that that that's exactly it i like all of our office supplies we bought at the goodwill all of our desks and chairs we roll around in are all reused like we're not just we don't just talk about it like our office represents what we do our our character represents what we do Uh, we have a lot of awesome people that work with us who are excited that know like they may work in the back of a warehouse. But there's a lot of people in the cannabis community that appreciate what they do. So they they get to make a, like we created a job with the recycling. We employ somebody 40 hours a week. Um, They feel good about what they're doing. Uh, I get to come home and go to bed at night feeling good that, hey, yeah, I I distribute a lot of the supplies, but I'm also on the, the side that's actively trying to create solutions
0: absolutely i think that that's awesome so good on your employer good on you guys i think that that's awesome so keep up the great work what do we else do we have to talk about today like i said i wanted to um make sure that everybody can mark this in case you know perhaps somebody finds the show after they turn the electricity back on after they figure out how to do it maybe stuck on an old ipod or an old iDevice, perhaps a phone that's in a garbage heap uh after thermonuclear war Mm -hmm. um you know so far Ukraine um who we have a lot of affection for is still an independent country and so is Taiwan what happens next week we don't know I've tried to call Vladimir Putin to get him on the show he has flatly rejected my advances um I included making a donation to his political party just to get him on the show That was also rejected so i've done my part ladies and gentlemen if you want to reach out and ask comrade putin to come on to the show that would be great i know he only speaks russian most of the time but he's fluent in i think five different languages i think he's a very smart guy not a good guy none of them really are but he's a very smart fellow so um that's something that i I don't know if a lot of you've been paying attention to because first of all the idea that the United States is going to leave Afghanistan and just bring the troops home was a big fucking joke. See, the yeah. war machine, the war machine has profit to be made, and it comes in the form of children being uh, obliterated via Hellfire missile and your kids being sent home in caskets. You know, the funeral industry, they need their cut to fresh American bodies, fresh bodies across the planet dying for absolutely no fucking reason whatsoever. Uh, no freedoms and liberties being defended here, son. Not at all. So the idea that we were going to get into another war is really funny. Like, seriously. is that, I, Now, here's the thing. During the entire period of the Cold War, which we could pretty much say is after the Potsdam Conference and the division of of not only Germany, but all of Europe between... You know, the Iron Curtain with the Soviet side and NATO and its allies to the West. And by the way, my professor who I had, who I still have a very high amount of praise for, one of the smartest people I ever met, one of the few arguments that we had. And by arguments, I mean debates. I There was no motherfuckers being thrown, no chairs or threats of violence. But we had a spirited discussion and a, and a, and a very strong de- disagreement. Because I brought this to his attention and I've talked about this on the show. We, the people of northeastern Ohio, who live in the Great Ohio Soviet, Mm. if Canada started building bases next to Kelly's Island and started, you know, working with Pennsylvania and started building bases in Pennsylvania and then building them in fucking in fucking Michigan, you motherfuckers. I'm just kidding, you're okay. Except during football season, I guess. And Indiana and surrounding the motherland. I would be a little hot too i'd be like what are you canucks up to up there you fucks like what are you trying to pull on me okay we play it's kind of like the game where you have a sibling where you have the finger here and you're like i'm not touching you i'm still not touching you and the finger gets closer and closer to your face and eventually you snap and try to kill your sibling that's kind of what's happening here because since since the dissolution of the soviet union NATO's gone in and built bases, like get a map up and look at yourself at how Russia's fucking surrounded by either American bases, be it in Japan. Okay, we're still there. War's been over. We're not angry at each other. We nuked them twice. It's <laughs> embarrassing. We well, the war's been over since 1945. Still there. And all of the bases surrounding Belarus, for example, and you have Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. We've talked about this before nato bases all over turkey turkey you know delicious sandwiches and furniture ottomans uh they have they're a nato country and then you're going to add ukraine which is literally going to put them not too far away from moscow how the fuck would you feel if somebody was doing that to you my professor disagreed with me and of course he has his reasons for disagreeing with me because from time to time he's in the employ of uncle sugar so he has his motivation I have my motivation I don't think any of this is necessary okay any of it whatsoever well, Russia's aggressive and blah, blah 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 okay great let the fucking Germans handle it I, I don't care just please right. leave me alone like I don't I, I don't have time for this like they still make you wear masks on the fucking public bus like I'm more mad about that like seriously stop it already who like again I think a lot of the tension is released once one party doesn't feel absolutely fucking threatened by the other it's kind of like the situation if you if you're living in a house right and you may not like your neighbor and you both are armed heavily mm-hmm. armed i don't have a problem until you point it at me and you could say all day like if somebody levels a weapon and you'd be like i don't have my finger on the trigger there isn't a, there isn't a bullet in the chamber there's no round in the chamber it's on safe what are you worried about <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about you're pointing a weapon at me you know what i mean it's the same goddamn thing. He's like, well, that's a false equivalency. Okay, fine. Then you come up with a better fucking equivalency. You come up with a better one. You let me know what it is. I think it's absolutely fucking re- retarded for us, the United States, to be over there. And I know that, what, they moved 3,000 troops into Poland? Great. Fuck, great. Let's just, let's get it over with then.
3: But is it because of the un?
0: The un? No, no. no. It has nothing to do with the un. It has to do with the NATO.
1: NATO. The NATO.
3: Okay, the NATO. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know why Russia's being so pushy all the time. They're, they're like underhanded pushy. Like they're like passive aggressive. And then I,
2: I feel like the American media kind of overplays that a bit too, though. Oh yeah. Especially with this whole Ukraine situation. It's like, you can always count on the corporate press to start beating the fucking war drum. Always.
1: How how else are we going to dig ourselves out of the you know economic spiral that we're in now it's to get involved in another right right you know uh- we're about to have a, a pay gap separation where employers are going to have to start raising raising wages to be competitive you know companies are going to have to raise their their margins to to stay in their comfort zone it's you know we, we We, I shouldn't say we need an event, but it's like it's imminent. We, this is the only way that economies are gonna come close to a baseline after COVID.
0: That's a great point. Not to mention, it's an excellent diversion, and usually, those rally around the flag events work very well with the hoy polloid. That's how you, you know, like, you know, proud to be an American.
3: Why is Russia being so pushy and trying to? invade you i like i understand like they want it back or something but like
1: kiev is the motherland
3: yeah that's where it started
1: yeah i mean that 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 putin's trying to rebuild the the soviet union i mean his dream is to have all that shit back Mm -hmm. Uh, i i spoke i spoke with my brother a couple weeks ago and he's a uh act active duty, 25 years in the military, and I just said, you know, what are your thoughts on all this? I know he's only allowed to say so much, but he said, don't you just think it's a coincidence that we have such a horrific exit out of Afghanistan and we leave one of the largest military air bases to a terrorist organization? And then just a couple months later, we start having this conflict with Russia, and I know we're sending troops to Poland and stuff like that, but that that air base doesn't compare to what we left behind in Afghanistan. And my brother's view on it was, well, that's, it just seems awfully
0: convenient. Well, if we could say, are we talking about, is it Bagram Air Force Base? that, okay. So that gives the tentacles a lot of room to travel in a lot of interesting directions in Central Asia, right? You know, there's a lot there's a lot of, to be played with that. And you're absolutely that's a great point. But the other thing. So to answer what Angel's talking about. So, first of all, what Riley said, when you think like the word Kiev comes from Kievian Rus, the Rus were a tribe, essentially, of Vikings that traveled down the Volga River into the different the, the the Napier and the a couple of I think it's the Bug River I think there's there's several rivers where they travel down and established all of these posts mm-hmm. the Russians can trace themselves back to Vikings Viking outposts trading posts and the Kievian Rus were the first that's where Russia gets its name okay so kind of the cradle of all of this starts in that area not to mention Ukraine is also considered the breadbasket of at least Eastern Europe. Okay. Fertile soil, a great place to grow. Why do you think the fucking Nazis went crazy trying to take it along with getting to the Caucasus to the oil fields? Because they the needed por- to feed it. They need to the feed port- the, army.
1: the ports too. Yeah. They want mm-hmm. to yeah. run that pipeline down and be able to export it through.
0: Right. So through Sevastopol. Yep. Exactly. And which is occupied now by Russia and is now part of Russia according to Russian law, even though it's not recognized, but nobody's going in there to stop them. So it's, it's Russian now. And then, of course, you have the breakaway provinces in the Donbass who, the I think it's the, um, the State Duma, which is the parliament essentially of Russia, asked the Kremlin to recognize them as independent actors, independent states. Well, see, publicly that, that creates a, one thing on the other side the russians have been handing russian passports to those people since 2014. so they're already like even even if it's not on paper they're they're russians so that that and it's an active war like people still like i know there's a minsk, minsk peace agreement but they're still fucking fine in fact there was shelling today that mm-hmm. took place it's still and of course when we watched that one vice thing where the soy squad went over there to find nazis and they found a bunch of fucking anarchists fighting the uh, the Russian separatists it literally entra- it looked like World War one with the with trench work like it was wild shit. it's one of the coolest and wildest thing you never think you'd see that in the 20 20- in the 21st century but here we are so there's also that happening but yeah when Russia is strong Ukraine becomes the Ukraine when Russia's weaker and this is historically if you go through the historic record when Russia is weaker It's just simply Ukraine, so now you have a projection of strength and because of economic sanctions, first of all, Russia doesn't suffer the way. Let's say North Korea does under economic sanctions, why look at the vast amount of natural resources that Russia has encompassing what nine time zones, they don't fucking need you, they don't need you, but what they do need is access for the pipeline and of course the breadbasket of Europe to feed its people should shit get you know ugly so there's a lot to consider and of course I would I think that it would be ugly fast at least you know in the beginning the Russians may roll because if they're placing armor on the border which there are armored divisions that are there I don't know how Kiev responds to that I don't know I know that they have a lot of you know first of all they have a lot of volunteers that are signing up because they love, they don't so much love their government, but they love their homeland. They love They love Ukraine. I, I can't blame them for that. I don't think anybody should, especially when you have somebody that big right next to you, you know, flexing a little bit. They make me nervous, too. But Chris is absolutely right. The corporate press has been playing this up to the point where uh, was it government officials, like, like whatever the equivalent of sec- uh, Secretary of State of, of, key, of Ukraine, excuse me, is saying you guys need to calm down it's not that bad yet don't fuck, like pump the brakes because everybody wants to beat the war drum they want this to happen i don't for the life of me understand how anybody could want two superpowers who have 90 percent of the nuclear weapons on this planet to get mad at each other i i
2: i mean especially because putin already flat out said you know, it's, it's mutually assured destruction. Yeah. And he's like, you don't, you don't want this. He's like, you don't, he's like, you ain't want none of this smoke. (laughs) And sure. He doesn't either because that's, no, no, absolutely not. It's like I said, it's mutually assured destruction, but when push comes to shove, like that's like, that's, that's just a conflict that I don't, I don't see a good ending to. No. At all. At all. If, if it were to occur.
1: um, Well, they, they said today that the satellite supposedly—it's all speculation at this point—but they're building uh, field hospitals and stuff on the on the border of Ukraine. Uh, Russia's moved their medical emergency blood supply down there. They're—they're they're sending all the signs for an invasion. But what? What if? You know the. Pro-Russian separatists and the Ukraine nationalists get into such a conflict just within the borders without an invasion Mm -hmm. that Russia's like, hey, we're just here to secure our own border, and if we have to, we'll go play the cleanup role. Like we already saw that a few weeks ago when they sent in some uh, (laughs) the 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 Russia paramilitary. They sent in a bunch of dudes to kind of ease tensions, and it's like, all right, the you know the dudes in the little green uniforms are here
0: yeah that was it um in kazakhstan right when they were having riots over we don't even know what it was either expensive gas or COVID. nobody really nobody can really tell wh- how it started but <laughs> yeah the russians are like hey we have an agreement right here
1: yeah we're just gonna come play the cleanup role we're gonna be big brother come squash the beef and you know if if I just don't know. I, I uh, We we talk about this at work and stuff like that. I got folks who, like my brother, who is hoping that he will never be deployed in another country again. He's trying to raise four kids, and sure. he's got six years left on his contract with the military. And, you know, after being in Afghanistan, he went there three times, um, came home. And then we had the, the withdrawal Mm. now, now he sees all this stuff starting up in Russia. He says, this isn't our fight. This isn't our business. We have no means to, to send our, our kids over there. You know, like I'm, I'm 29 years old. I don't know if you guys know, but the draft age is 18 to 23. So we're old fucks at this point. Yeah you know they're they're literally going to send children over there who are confused, you know, kids who are growing up about their sexual identities, their pronouns, their do you really think this is the generation that's going to go fight a, a world war 3?
2: This isn't no, this isn't the man.
1: same generation
2: that stormed Normandy. Fuck. No. <laughs> Not even in the same fucking galaxy. They don't even man.
3: know how to they can't multitask. This like,
1: I, no. what, it's it, off. It, Well, while China was telling their youth that they're only allowed to play so much video games and they have to have so much exercise and military training, we're designing uh, paternity flight suits for, uh, you know, women in our military. And I'm not discriminating, but I'm like, shouldn't we be protecting our women? Shouldn't we have these pregnant women able to give birth to the next generation? Should they not be out in active war? So it just seems like we're purposefully giving up our
0: edge. Well, what is the victory has defeated this country, right? There's so many victory that's like, what did Bane say that victory has defeated you? Well, yeah, I mean, that's essentially what's happened here. And I, you know something? I have, I have a, I have a son who's going to turn 19 tomorrow. I certainly don't want him being that's
1: fucking terrifying as a anyway, father
0: anywhere. Like I, I, I believe me. All I got to do is call a couple of cousins from Ireland. You'll never find. Dude, a... if, never if, find.
1: If, a... if the draft gets enacted, you go shoot him in the foot immediately <laughs> with a twenty-two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like whoops, sorry, yikes! Dick Cheney got off with it, right? And he used a shotgun.
1: Um, okay, I'll, 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 I would be a draft dodger if it came down to it. For, for, undoubtedly, it is for what it is today. I don't know if that's an act of treason to say, or maybe I'll have. You know, some federal agents showing up at the door. Hey, I, side note. Speaking of federal agents, go happy, be, happy belated Valentine's Day. I hope you all spend it with somebody or something that makes you happy and loved. But did you see what the fucking ATF headquarters put out on their page? Oh yeah, homepage? absolutely.
2: Oh. Angel, Jesus Angel, go ahead, Christ.
1: Go ahead and uh Google ATF Valentine's Day and read that for us. It. I'm trying to right now, to red flag the shit out of us.
0: I can do it right now. Oh, I can do it right it? now. Yes, okay. I do because I responded in kind. Oh
2: boy, I I noticed that because I was I saw that tweet and I was getting ready to share it in our group like. Uh, DMS on tweet on on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, Jay already responded in kind. No need to <laughs> I, share.
1: i no need it to was, share. I thought it was a troll account. I said,
2: "No way are they trying to yeah. do this." Here. No, right. not a troll account. Because I thought the same account. thing at first too. I'm like, uh, this, "I'm like, this has got to be a troll." Nope. Yeah. They really, they really hate competition, don't they?
0: Or oh, they, they do. They do. Ever. So you ready to hear this, everybody? Yes. Okay. This is from ATFHQ at ATFHQ. At ATF which is the twitter account for the domestic terrorist organization known as the bureau of alcohol tobacco firearms explosives who burned to death children in waco texas let it let it not be forgotten and it's not i'm not fucking laughing either they burnt children to death
3: yeah they're awful
0: valentine's day can still be fun even if you broke up do you have information about a former or current partner involved in illegal gun activity let us know, and we will make sure it's a Valentine's Day to remember. Call one eight 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 atf tips or email ATF-TIPS at ATF.gov. This was a legit a legit tweet from a I, legit account. I,
3: I I like
2: Jay's version of screen share.
3: I know. Like, I was just going to say it. Was, I can was, do
0: well, I don't know. I'm I'm reading it from a phone, so of course I'm gonna hold it.
3: <laughs> yeah, but then there's this picture um for those who are listening um and are not watching on YouTube. It says got an ex who buys or sells guns illegally. We would love to meet and treat them to a Valentine's Day surprise. And it's like an email and call, you know, ATF. But don't do that. Don't be a snitch. Nobody likes snitch.
1: How how, how many dogs do you think got shot?
0: I don't even want to think about it. I don't. Right. I don't, yeah. It's I, fucking
1: horrible. Way over I, yeah. 25.
0: Easily. Yeah. That 25 exactly. is just an average for a day. They regularly mm-hmm. outperform. Trust me.
2: And, and, yeah, and if I, there is any, anybody out there that called the ATF on your exes for quote unquote illegal gun activity, because I think that's like a uh, an oxymoron anyways. Agreed. <laughs> Fuck you um <laughs> agree there, there there there's a special circle in hell reserved for people like you <laughs> I agree with that man like, like,
1: how, do, how do you call and make a report on the atf for the guns that were found with the sinaloa cartel that Ooh. killed that killed u.s federal agents that were supplied by who other how, how do you report that shit? you can't like i right. said they hate they hate competition
0: boy do they ever and boy do i hate the atf Boy, do I despise all gun laws are an infringement. It's not even an argument. We won't entertain the argument. Uh, free people shall not be barred the use of arms. Period. I don't need Tom Jefferson to tell me that. I don't need Jesus Christ to tell me that. It is a natural right that we have, it doesn't require a constitutional amendment. Okay. You were free from the first minute you were born okay and you don't need a fucking government or a piece of paper to validate it okay and we should be able to for my kids 19th birthday we in perfect jay colo um anarchistan or wherever wherever we are where things utopia is people love to call it we will go to walmart tomorrow and buy the excess <laughs> valentine's day candy on sale if there's any left And a fully automatic M60 with belts without a background check, and that's not being ironic either. I think that is the American way. And for people who don't understand the culture, I can't teach you. You have to experience it. Okay? I know it's very different. Just think about I got relatives like I you know we'll call him Frank, a relative in New Jersey, who doesn't who did not who declined to take 33 round magazines for a Glock. Because he was afraid about getting caught with it. Oh. That's that's. There's one state in between us. The Pennsylvania Soviet is between us. Okay, <laughs> and in Pennsylvania they don't even do that shit. Pennsylvania free people. Okay, but he wouldn't. I was like Frank. Let me just get you the fucking uh, large capacity. Where I'm just like you're gonna have at least. I, if you don't want a 33 round mag, that's large okay.
2: capacity. You mean standard capacity? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is
3: like a standard. Car
0: it's not like the drum we could get the drum the drum is an option but if you want to be like a regular joe 17 plus one right that's that's normal it's a glock (laughs) 17 plus one he was like no i don't know what happened and he he goes and he was like and i brought him in ammunition and he goes hey man did you buy ball ammunition i'm like i don't know what ball means he goes well you know not hollow points i'm like oh full metal jackets yeah Frank everybody knows use can't have hollow points so in New Jersey if somebody tries to kill you in your home because you can't carry outside the home you see you can't do that at all the police it's a may issue state they might allow you to and by might I mean they don't okay it's not a shall issue if you're somebody breaks into your home and tries to fucking rape your wife and fucking destroy everything that you love when you blow the guy away with your 10 round mag Who's ever behind the bad guy is also going to get blown away because you're not allowed to have hollow points. You know who does have hollow points in New Jersey? The criminals have them, and the cops. That's it. Aren't they?
2: Hold up, hold up. You telling me there's a difference?
0: I beg your pardon. No, there's not. (laughs) Okay, they they wear different. They wear different uniforms. They wear different uniforms. But believe me, they're all star. All still part of the same criminal class. In fact, I have slightly more respect for the average criminal. Uh, than I do for uh, these people in costumes that go around and extort people and um, kill twenty five dogs a day and, on average. Not to mention people sleeping on a couch in their oh own god.
1: fucking home. Oh my god! What a country! That was, that was atrocious. Atrocious!
0: What a country! This place. Why? Well, and you know what? You know something? I was going to write into the local Piper. Uh, I've been known to write uh, a lo- <laughs> local paper. I was going to write a bit in the local piper um, to conservatives because I've been known to write letters to the editor in the periodical of note. Nothing like the Bozeman. OK, nothing like nothing like that, that that fine periodical of great note. What's the name of
2: it? The Bozeman What? angel. It's that-
3: the Billings Gazette, Oh, the Billings the
2: Billings Gazette. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> That's the periodical of great note. How could I forget? We haven't talked. Bozeman. Bozeman. Shame. You disappoint me. Hang your head low in shame. Isn't Bozeman (laughs) in Montana? Yes. And so is (laughs) Billings,
0: which is a finer city. Uh, I will tell you that. And a a much finer periodical of great note. So (laughs) while it may not be the Billings Gazette, it still is a gazette of somewhat here in the area of the Ohio Soviet that I uh, that I live in. And I was going to write. And you know i've talked about this before on the show, but I was going to write directly to conservatives, because where I live. I mean, it is like a dark hue of Republican like these people, these people are very, very conservative okay and there's a very powerful gun culture here, which is great i'm fine with that. conservatism is what bothers me because I would like to ask them when you say come and take it and you all love the cops. Who exactly do you think is going to come and take it? The Russians? Russians are not going to come and take it. The military? I'd be willing to bet against that. They know what happens when you try to come and take it. Go look in Afghanistan. They just left because they couldn't come and take it. It Took twenty fucking years. They didn't take it. A bunch of people in fucking sandals and goddamn AK-74s. Right? Okay. But who do you think is going to take it? It's the cops. Your local police knows your streets they know you they live amongst you who the fuck do you think it's gonna be when it comes time i will not entertain this bullshit idea that oh well you know I, I, my cousin's uncle's former brother's you know sister's roommate he said that he would not comply with with unlawful orders they Bull
2: do fucking shit agreed
0: how often do cops regularly enforce unconstitutional laws, regularly imprison people without evidence, fabricate evidence, and just like the Nuremberg Code doesn't apply to them where we decided you can't say I was just following orders. Apparently, that only applies to people in military uniforms, which the police are regularly wearing, by the way when they execute warrants Mm -hmm. so they should be treated as such but they don't they regularly be like well I'm just following I'm just doing what I'm told and the law is the law my favorite is when a cop is yelling at someone's like you know don't talk about your rights you you, you're not a lawyer bitch you did six weeks in the academy you're not a fucking lawyer either you just have a weapon and a monopoly on violence
2: you're not a lawyer you're just a little tyrant
0: seriously guys try if if i have a, a use guys project for you try to talk to your conservative friends if you have any and try to get them to try to begin to understand that their affinity for the police will be their fucking ultimate undoing you're going to thank them for their service as you get loaded onto the boxcar and some of these conservatives will they're 100 oh, yeah.
1: hit you let me hit you with another variable so if you if if uh, the word ever came down police did have to come to your house there would be a certain amount of police that would say all right we're we're out at this point we're not going to go get shot coming into somebody's gated property to take their rifle away because i think we can all agree that when that happens there's going to be a large portion of society that says all right th- uh, this is where i'm drawing my line in the sand so if if set numbers of cops walk away who gets deputized to come take your weapon from you? That is the person down the street from you. That's somebody at the grocery store that doesn't think you need that right. Mm-hmm. That, that's a scary part of it is that it's not just the police, but there's a large portion of society that we, we've seen it. Government will enact power, will give certain rights to people. Um, it was explained very well in Ordinary Men. True. Uh, but you know they'll they'll enact certain laws that will give these people the right to walk through your driveway and to try to take your weapon from you that's that's terrifying because i i try to view myself as a people person i try to be good to everybody that i meet unless you give me a reason not to yeah
0: like, it's a good approach
1: it, it, genuinely it is most of the time i have good interactions with people other times It's just the the luck of the draw, but Mm -hmm. it's scary to know, even though I was good to somebody that they could be the person to come try to unlock my gate. And and I'm, and I'm part of the population that that's where I draw my line in the sand. This is what, this is it. This is, this is uh, the end game.
0: Yeah. uh, I, I consider myself to be in that demographic as well. I've talked about it on the show before I have a relative, a great aunt who was a guest of the National Socialist German Workers Party during World War Two and had a tattoo on her arm because she happened to be a Jew. If you think you're going to do that to anybody in my family or any of my neighbors or any good people at all, anybody, you've got another fucking thing coming. You will have to step over me. That's not going to happen. And the only way that happens is when I can't shoot back at you. And... Um, and if I had guns, that would be definitely what would happen. But um, yeah, man, like there has like I think that that is a, but I also think a large percentage if we've seen not to get too far off topic. But if we've seen how conservatives will constantly tell people fight it in the court, they'll be like, well, just give them the weapon now and you'll go fight them in the court meaning like we've talked about this on this show all the time the courts the prosecution and the police are paid out of the same goddamn coin bag it like how can you expect any modicum of justice when they're all on the same team but i will guarantee you there will be individuals who will do that we're like well i'm not going to kill anybody i'll just fight it in the court okay good luck to you.
1: you 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 fight it by building community Um, I think community is the best currency and to put that into display I have a neighbor that you know she's 77 years old she's got a couple horses and she's ever told me if you have any problems Riley it is a it is a fucking task to dig a hole in in the clay in the summertime here and if you need two people to help you dig a hole instead of make a phone call she's my neighbor She'll, she'll be there for me that that's where i think we defeat all this is is make sure you're building that community with people around you make sure that when shit really does hit the fan that you there's a few people you can call that are like-minded
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know because it, it it's easy for them to take out one individual but it's harder to take out a group of individuals um yeah and, maybe maybe at a later date we could get on and talk about you know building building the community and how to use the community to your benefit you know like a lot of a lot of people want to build gardens or farm but they don't have the property to do it there's a ton of people with property that don't want to manage it all you got to do is go talk to them
0: that would be a great topic to discuss because that's definitely something i'm really interested in for sure i think that that's you make some excellent points And um, I hope, I hope the audience, all 12.5 of you have considered this and uh, (laughs) hopefully
1: I, all 12.5 of them, if they can just tell one person about, you know, how to live more free, see the views of less control over your life and be accountable for the things you do, you know, that has a multiplied factor, you know, and it might seem like, Hey, we hop on every Friday or Thursday and talk about some stuff but I really do think the message that gets out will have an impact on somebody's life or, you know, or, or more of a push forward. Like they had the idea in the first place, they just need some reassurance and this is a good place to find reassurance.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. And fingers crossed. And those of you that are listening, don't forget to tell your friends to listen to the show and, and um, you know, perhaps consider an alternative point of view uh certainly i consider them all the time and that's how i got to where i'm at at least in my ideological journey so with that being said uh riley will give you an opportunity I'll, uh you have anything else that you would like to cover before we uh call it a night
1: uh, we spoke a little bit about the canadian trucker protest going on up north um, yep. If something like that happens down in the States, make sure you guys are prepared on just a few weeks worth of your basic essential livings. Uh, I got a trucker uncle who's out in Missouri, who says there's a couple of plans in motion for some sort of event to happen. Um, But if it happens to the scale like it happened up in Canada, uh, if you think the store shelves were already thin, I mean, wait till these boys are off the road, it's going to get worse. So just make sure you got you know, 30, 60, 90, whatever you can do or afford. Um, recycling, if you if you ever want more information about recycling, you can reach out to me at Oregon Agorist on Instagram. Uh, you can email me at rileyuhunter.aol.com. Uh, always happy to answer questions on misconceptions. Um, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I look forward to it last time, work got in the way. Uh, yeah. We're trying to in, innovate the recycling program. We're trying to get some grant money. We're trying to really take some steps to to be a big player in the recycling game. Um, it, my vision five years from now, w- instead of being a sales executive for a distribution company, I would like to be a project manager at a recycling company and hopefully we can sprout one out of the other
0: well my fingers are definitely crossed and we appreciate you coming on to the show and um congratulate you obviously on winning uh some free gay soap but also genuinely for uh educating on you know the recycling industry your experience specifically with your employer and the great job that's being done there so we appreciate you man thank you for coming on um I hope you guys enjoyed it too uh with no further ado Christopher do you have anything
2: not currently no
0: okay what about you boss lady
3: um I just wanted to circle back when we were talking um earlier on in the podcast about how murder rates have gone up there is this website um and it's the murder Account- accountability project um and basically this guy put together an algorithm on how to try and figure out if there were serial murders um based upon like it, gathering data so he put this together and um it's it, they kind of work on unsolved homicide as well as solved homicide and it shows like for each state and county if you're the like the murder rate and you know if they're solved or unsolved. And it's kind of shocking how many cases are unsolved and how it's gone down over like the decades. And then also um, there's some information on there that talks about how the coroner's office actually reports more homicide than the police department in hmm. areas. So, hmm. yeah, there's like a discrepancy there. So I just find it interesting. Um, so it's murderdata.org is the name of the website. You can go and check that out.
0: That's very cool thank you for sharing that um i think i will be checking it out myself that's very interesting and uh while not surprising it still always is a surprise how shitty the police are (laughs) what big surprise big surprise anything else
3: nope that's it
0: all right cool i'd like to thank everybody for listening thank you once again to the members of the patreon we're gonna be putting some stuff together for you here pretty shortly i am taking requests i already have one request in Uh, For exclusive content to be made for the patrons so please check out our patreon it's only $2 I mean you can't even get fucking twix king size unless they're on sale. And while you know the experience of eating a twix is amazing it only lasts for so long, however, our content will be there as long as you can pay the electric bill so. With that being said, I'd like to thank our sponsors, of course, the gorsenexus.com The premier sponsor of the Use Guys in That podcast, my friend Brandon, our friends, Brandon and Dag. Excellent website, crypto coffee, knives, books, you name it, they've got it. Wonderful people at GorseNexus.com. IPA, i paint Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents. Team Mandalore, who does in fact keep cycling very weird. And of course, Ray Faba, fine art and design from the Great Lakes. I have some of her art hanging in my house and uh, she's extremely talented and that's just not the home team uh, cheering her on. She's uh, an extremely talented artist. Please check out what she has. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, what, what would a use guys in that podcast be without us talking about your ass, baby? So Valentine's Day has come and gone. You might be sad right now. You spent the evening alone, maybe with a little bit of lube, maybe 35 to 45 seconds of some clip on some website. Where you, you know, took care of yourself and then continued to cry. Perhaps you enjoyed some <laughs> Arby's like we have suggested regularly. Would that be all the of, case? All
1: of the above at yes. the same time.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> While
0: well, that might be the case. Every day is a new chance for you to get things right. And how you start things off on the right foot, or perhaps on the right cheek, wink, wink, is to get in that shower and wash your asshole with Todd's gay soap cold pressed handmade gay hands made gay soap for your asshole many different varieties and flavors that he's supposed to be working on i haven't checked the website in a while so hopefully todd's doing his fucking job i really hope so because i'm trying to fucking sell it um but seriously check out my friend uh todd and his gay soap at com. Support the gay soap, gay lifestyle, and gay business. Uh, we are a pro-gay show. If you are not pro-gay, I don't want you listening to this fucking show. Uh, because that insults my friends, and um, I'm not cool with that. So please wash your ass with Todd's Gay Soap, a uh wonderful, long-running sponsor of the Use Guys and that podcast. And Todd's Gay Soap is soap. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you very much. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're trying to grow the goddamn thing, so don't forget to subscribe on the Jutubes. Please get on there. Throw us a like. iTunes, if you have Apple Podcasts, if you're an Apple phone user, please. iDevice. I don't care if it's an iPad. Throw us a review. We'd appreciate it, okay? And a nice one, because we do a good job for you, okay? Please continue to enjoy Arby's.
3: Okay. Bye.